You better get used to that because I think there's going to be a lot of people jumping ship from WWE to AEW uh, over the year, uh, next year or so. We're going to see a lot of talent uh, flood over. So to stay undefeated against those people from that place, yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be, be a challenge. Tough, uh, long run. Well, speaking of people from that place flooding over, the WWE, they will be headed over again to Saudi Arabia. They will be doing their Super Showdown once again. And it'll take place on June 7th. So that's what, this Friday? Well, actually, Tomorrow. let me see. It'll take place Friday, but it'll air here next Tuesday. That's right, something, something like, like that. Something like that, where the different time zones, there's no telling where it'll all take place. But we have a card that's all set. Now, basically, for those of you who don't know, the way Super Showdown works is basically there's a sheik over there, not an iron sheik, but a sheik or a king, and he wants wrestling over there, and he's getting the wrestlers that he wants. He's bringing dream matches together. Bill Goldberg will be taking on The Undertaker. Triple H, he'll be taking on Randy Orton. Uh, we'll have Braun Strowman taking on Bobby Lashley. Finn Balor taking on Andrade. He no longer has a last Sienna. name. Yeah, you don't have to worry yeah, about yeah, saying that it, We don't have to say that anymore. Uh, Roman Reigns, he'll take on Shane McMahon. Kofi Kingston, he's going to put the WWE Championship up against Dolph Ziggler. Seth Rollins, he's going to put his his Universal Championship up against Baron Corbin. And apparently with Brock cashing in. Uh, correct. He said Friday. That's right. But this could be Brock playing mind games. And we Something know Brock's going to be there. So the opportunity for him to cash in is, uh, is there. Uh, we'll see what he does. See, now here's what I'm intrigued about. Because they won't let Aleister Black go because of his tattoos. Brock has some pretty intimidating tattoos as well. So how's that going to play into things, and how are they going to the, the I think it's Saudis, the, well, Saudites? It's, it's the meaning behind Alistair Black's tattoos. He okay. has one uh, specifically. I, I forget the uh, name of the woman, but it's a, obviously, uh, it doesn't fly well over there, but it's a, a, a lady uh, god who helped women become free, and that doesn't fly. Joan of Arc? And, and It's not, not her, uh, but it doesn't fly, and Caitlin that Henderson? doesn't fly over there. So. Uh, that is why it's the meaning behind the tattoos for him. So now now that the card is all set, ultimately the dream match that's on there, Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Yes, a dream match, but a dream match probably 20 10, years too 20, late. 10, 20 years too late, yes. <laughs> I mean, we got a chance to see it on SmackDown where The Undertaker came out. They got into their confrontation. It did look like the stare down of the old people. It doesn't even look like they were staring at each other. It looks like they... Really, we're trying to figure out who's going to help who to the back first. Mm -hmm. But that's the match that everybody wants, is looking for. Well, you, not everybody. I think the Sheik, the, the Sheik's over there, it. he wants but it. But now, you you and I, we've been on opposite sides of this in terms of the nostalgia portion of it. Are you a fan of the nostalgia that should be involved with this match? Bill Goldberg, who was undefeated in WCW for a very long time, became a champion, now a Hall of Famer. The Undertaker, who just seems like he's not going to retire. Yeah, he just keeps coming back. He's he keeps not going back. anywhere. Yeah, and he, he's a, I know they don't do it this way in the WWE, but he would be in baseball terms or football terms. He's a shoe-in first ballot Hall of yes. Famer. So whenever he does uh, plan to retire, he'll definitely be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. Yeah, Am I looking forward to this? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, is it going to live up to what it would have been 20 years ago? No way. No, not anywhere close. Um, a lot of people's argument against these type of matches are it's taking away spots from younger guys. Uh, or why not put a younger guy in with one of these guys to uh, give them the rub against The Undertaker or Goldberg? Well, I view it as there are going to be people who tune in to see Undertaker versus Goldberg, and the younger people that are on this card, Kofi Kingston as a champion, um, taking on or, or Finn Balor Finn taking Ballard. on uh, those younger talents, they'll have the opportunity to, to perform and maybe front of some eyeballs that otherwise may not have tuned in if it wasn't for this nostalgia match. I'm not really looking forward to either match um, the Goldberg versus Undertaker or what I'm calling a nostalgia match and Triple H versus Randy Orton because there's really no storyline there. It's apparently just something. Triple H is probably just looking for the payday of going over to Saudi Arabia and the Prince is probably asking for both of these guys to perform. Does Triple so, H lose? He hasn't lost in a pay-per-view since he's come back. He beat, he beat Batista because Batista was a one-off. There was no real reason to Sting. give Batista the win. He won with uh, DX. I don't believe there's a reason for him to beat Randy Orton. It's only going to hurt the Randy Orton character instead of maybe giving Randy Orton the push from it. So sh will he win? Will he lose? Maybe not, but should he win? I think so. Or should he lose? I think so. Now, to me, I, I normally don't like to bring up 
the most irrelevant, the most pointless match on the card thus far. Uh, and is if there you, a two of five match? No, it's, this is more pointless than that. Well, you might as well say that. Lars Sullivan, he'll be taking on Lucha House Party. Lucha House you party. might as well say Lucha House Party there, 205. Lars Sullivan, this is his second match. Yeah, I don't. Was that past? Was Monday a match? Yeah, they, they counted that as a match. They basically did this match on Monday Night Raw. They, they counted that as a match. Uh, they, so they I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, he hasn't been in match. He's mostly been ambushing people. Uh, but, you know, his promo on Tuesday on SmackDown was just odd uh being called the freak and being called that his whole life and having to deal with it it's not a match i'm looking forward to we'll see how it turns out well there's some matches that we're going to look forward to we're going to put together we're in the middle of a big diva push you didn't mention any of the diva matches that we're going to have over there at uh super showdown on friday and I'm not going to. Well, why not? Because there will be no divas oh, on this card. That's right. As in Saudi rule, as in Muslim culture, women, they are they, they are not respected is the best way I can describe it for there. And I, I don't mean that with any disrespect to their culture, but there will be no women on this card. Now, ultimately, there for will the third be, time. There will be one that is not going to be the divas revolution, but it's stomping ground which will be he- diva heavy. And it's their way for the WWE to make up and say kind of, Well, Evolution sorry. was basically a make-up for the two uh, well, Saudi Well, this Arabia. is what Stomping Ground will also uh, be. So, in other words, WWE, we are very pro-woman and want to advance this uh, women's uh, division as long, uh, unless you have a lot of money. You're advancing this for all the wrong reasons. You're not advancing it because you like the athletic right, just talent. Just because Alexa Bliss is very nice to look at. The athletic prowess of the side women. note. You, you have no athletic. interest in, in wanting to see the, these women and how athletic they are. You're looking for all the wrong reasons. You are hoping that we can get back to the uh, rated R era of WWE if you had it your way. But as of right now, let, let's just imagine in a world far, far away, Adam Gillespie is a king. He has tons of money. Makes sense. And now he can reach out to the WWE and he could put together his own finishing move pay-per-view. And he's put together a card. We've each put together our own card that we would like to see. It's probably about four or five. I have about five matches. What do you have? Let's see what kind of match that you would put together if you have any nostalgia that's there. Because ultimately, we're going to assume that everybody we've selected, this is in their prime. Obviously, we're neither you just said you. You know I where I stand. I understand the nostalgia portion of it, but I'm not a fan of it. I want them in their prime. Who's the card that yeah, you would definitely. have that it would be in their prime that you would want to see? You want them at their top. So one of the top matches I think everybody back in the Attitude Era was when WCW was going head-to-head with WWE, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin on top leading the charge for WWE, and you had Hollywood Hulk Hogan going uh, leading the charge basically with the NWO for uh, WCW. And everybody's dream match at that time was, well, we want to see those two fight. Uh, when WCW got bought out by WWE, we thought we were going to get it, but we never did. So that would be my first dream match would be Hogan now, wasn't Bur- Hulk Hogan like Austin. 80 by the time WCW had gotten bought out? But he still wrestled, and I believe he became a world champion he uh, did. in that run. So He did. He he definitely had some age. Now, I'm going to go with you on that one as well. I do have a, I have Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. He, he's probably by far and away for the age that we are. He was one of the top wrestlers. He was one of the most popular ones. But I'm going to take Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he's going to take on, when he was not John Moxley, he was Dean Ambrose. These two, the their lunatic. styles were so similar that I would enjoy to see these two go at it. I mean, ultimately, we're talking them fighting in jeans and white T-shirts. It's not a street fight. It was just the way that they came out. I would enjoy a match seeing that one. Uh, so I saw your list, but this was a match that was already on my list. So okay. we'll at least agree on this one match. And this is another one. That was kind of WCW versus WWE back in the day uh, that everybody wanted to see. And And it was Sting versus The Undertaker. Correct. And not the old school Sting, but more the Crow Sting. Correct. Uh, White face face, face paint. This um, is around the time where he felt like all the fans in WCW turned their back on him because they thought he was NWO. So he went from the colorful face paint, the colorful tights, and he went to the black and white face paint up in the rafters. And he gathered a mystique about him. Now, granted, we did see the cable as he came down from the rafters and rappelled back up. But he had a mystique about him that became so much fun. And The Undertaker, he has lived this gimmick for decades. I mean, yes, we did have the American Bat. I won't say it on here. But he was still, he's still back to The Undertaker. The Smoke, the the Druids, the Dead Man from Parts Unknown. It is the dream match that I think 
would 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 I be a little bit bold in saying just about any true wrestling fan would want to see? Oh yeah, and I think they would have built to that match if Sting had not gotten hurt I against agree. Seth Rollins uh, so early in his short uh, Thanks, WWE Seth. run. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Thanks for that lot, buckle Seth. bomb. Um, so, but yeah, I think we would have got that. Unfortunately, we just weren't able to get ever get to it. Uh, now I changed one. You said you saw my list. There is one that I changed. Uh, look, I'm a big fan of the tag teams, the Steiner brothers and the Dudley boys. This is going WCW era and ECW era. This is, you know, now this WCW, they didn't have hardcore matches. They didn't have extreme rules matches where the Dudley boys, they were the team. They were the kings of extreme. But these two also had move, move sets. These two had stories. They were great that I, I really would have enjoyed seeing both of the, these two teams go at it. Steiner Brothers, who are local. Uh, the Dudley Boys, I think they're up in New York. That's who our, our uh, graphic is done graphic after. Is modeled after. So, I think I look strikingly handsome in it. So the Dudley Boys would have been a team that I would have loved to see go against it. Yeah, I think that would have been a great matchup, and and why not make that a tables matchup? Just Look, I'm all for it. Unless that would have fin- uh, no. you know, give the advantage to uh, the Dudleys. Look, I'm all for it. But yeah, that would that would be a great one. One that another one that I had on mine, and I debated about this, um, is and this may be one that we get eventually someday still, uh, but Roman Reigns versus The Rock, I think would be fun. The cousins uh, going at each other. I kind of debated Roman Reigns versus uh, Goldberg. Just to have the Georgia Tech versus Georgia angle, spear versus but that's spear, a little way too inside baseball or too a smaller population than what WWE universe is probably even looking for. I think it would have still been enjoyable. I think you would have been onto something with the Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg, spear versus spear. Uh, I think it would have been something you know that would have been very enjoyable. And I think just in that, you do it at um, Mercedes Benz or State Farm Arena. And oh you yeah, do you it do it locally. There. You here. do it locally. You know what? Leave and go a little bit crazy. Uh, Maybe you, you do it up at a Sanford Stadium, outside arena, between the hedges. You get both team football teams out there to support That'd be fun. and cheer That'd be and a go lot of for fun. it. I know when we had Goldberg on uh, Bulldog Roundtable, the one time we got him, uh, post the interview, we were just hanging out in our studio talking, and I, I said, how about that matchup? And he says, that's a matchup that I get told I, they, that fans want to see a lot. Now, I'm sure that's mostly Georgia fans telling them that, uh, but maybe that's something he has on his list of to-dos of the – matches I'm sure he has left. Yeah, before career. he hangs it up. Now, look, I did go into the, I don't want to call them the divas, but the ladies. Uh, one current one, the man, Becky Lynch, taking on Lita. Now, Lita was one of the high flyers of the WWE era. Unfortunately, her career was cut short with a neck injury, um, but she was one of my favorites. She was someone who was exciting to she watch. She was a high flyer. Yeah, you didn't know she would fly over the top turn, off the top turnbuckle. So it was something that, she was someone that was enjoyable to watch, and I think Becky Lynch, just with the moves that she would do, it would be something that I, I would get a kick out of. Uh, another one I have on my list, I'm going to bring back out Stone Cold, and this goes again, WCW versus WWE, and take on someone we, we were just talking about, Goldberg. Uh, that was another one, because they they were very similar in look. Uh, again, the, Stone Cold was the head, the top of WWE. Goldberg was the top of WW, or WCW for, for his run later there in the uh, WCW days. Uh, and I just think that would have been a good uh, beating of a match. No, I agree. I, I think at the time, uh, what you would have gotten out of there, you would have gotten Stone Cold and just some of the, the tacticianists that he was, and Bill Goldberg literally trying to just throw him over the top with the muscle that he had. Uh, my main event, to me, this goes back when I thought of WWE and WCW, like we've been doing for most of this. It was Shawn Michaels taking on Ric Flair. Now, I know it's a match that we got. It was Ric Flair's retirement match, his goodbye match, but that was old Ric Flair. And total side note, thank goodness Ric Flair's still with us. He's out of the hospital. If you haven't seen the video about Ric Flair, he's even gone after Shawn Michaels personally at this point in time. So we'll see. We'll have to see where that develops to. But I'm talking Ric Flair in his prime. I want Shawn Michaels in his prime. I want these two going at it and just seeing the dirtiest player in the game versus the, the, heartbreak, the kid. heartbreak kid, one of the most resilient wrestlers that you'll ever see. I think it would be something that would be very enjoyable. That would have been a great match. You got any more? That's it for mine. I, I wrapped mine up there. Well, what I think we got a pretty good card overall. Well, if you got the money, we can just call and start making it. <laughs> if you got the dime, we'll start making this happen. Well, look, today on The Finishing Move, we're going to help those of you who are out there looking for jobs. We're going to help you find jobs. The WWE, they have some job openings. 
and we're going to figure out why, and I think we can come up with some reasons why. They're looking for someone for here. Also, we're going to have a very special guest joining us at the end of the finishing move as we put together our Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. We're going to have someone that, as I'm still undecided, we're going to try and figure out if they can help me figure out who the fourth person is that'll go on my Mount Rushmore, as well as when it's all said and done, we're going to get you ready. We're going to talk about a little bit of Raw, a little bit of SmackDown, and TakeOver. You're listening to The Finishing Move on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. We are Atlanta's alternative sports station. The Sports X is here, and we're not your daddy's sports talk. Kick off the day at 6 a.m. with Golik and Wingo, bringing you the biggest national stories and the best guests in the country. Then at 9 a.m., we go big with the local coverage as home team and Hamilton take the wheel. Home team Brandon Meek and Joe Hamilton are all over the Atlanta scene until noon. Then we head over to the cheap seats as the local talk keeps rolling with Tug Cowart and Georgia football superstar Hudson Mason. And the opinions stay strong from 3 p.m. to 6 as our man Mark Zeno laces into just about everyone on A to Z. Then we close out the day with the best college football in the Southeast as we hold court with the king himself, Chuck Oliver, from 7 to 9 p.m. Like we said, this is not your daddy's sports station. This is Atlanta's alternative sports station. 1230 and 106.3 FM. The Sports X. It's time to send your Atlanta Braves to the 2019 All-Star Game. The Midsummer Classic meets rock and roll this year as MLB's brightest stars head to Cleveland for the All-Star Game on July 9th. But to see your favorite Braves make the team, you have to vote. Way out of here for Ronald Acuna into the Hank Aaron Terrace. The first round of voting ends June 21st, and you can vote up to five times each day. To cast your vote, visit braves.com vote, or just search MLB Vote on Google. Vote early, vote often, Vote Braves. Here comes Mike up on the outside. He's headed for the ATM. Oh, but there's a huge line. He's in a tight spot here. What's he going to do? He takes out his phone. Wait, it looks like he's got the SunTrust mobile app. He snaps a pic of his check, hits deposit, then submit. This kid is on fire. That is money in the bank. Another great play brought to you by SunTrust, the official sponsor of Financial Confidence. Stop by your branch or go to SunTrust.com to learn more. SunTrust. Confidence starts here. SunTrust Bank, member FDIC. Well, we did it. We made some incredible improvements to the infinityofgwinnett.com website. It's faster, easier to use, and now packed with even more new and certified pre-owned infinities than ever. Oh, sure, we pushed the bandwidth limit of the Internet, but it's all there at infinityofgwinnett.com. Real-time inventory on every new infinity, like the Q50, QX60, and QX80, current finance and lease offers, and our very best price and lowest payment. You can even have your trade appraised or schedule a service appointment, all at infinityofgwinnett.com. Now, would we rather have you here face-to-face at Infinity of Gwinnett? Well, sure we would. I mean, how else can we really prove what a great car buying experience you're going to have? But some people just like to start things online. And we get it. So you can start your search right now at infinityofgwinnett.com. Or come take a test drive and let us help you find the right infinity for you at Infinity of Gwinnett, Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. And don't forget, always online at infinityofgwinnett.com. Hey Atlanta, it's your fun buddies Los and Hoyt for the greatness of prize picks. Tired of the grind trying to win on DraftKings or FanDuel where you're spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big? Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose the over or under correctly on the player's fantasy point projections to win. No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap. With Prize Picks, it's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks has new boards of players up each day covering players from the NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, and Major League Baseball. They're also the first to allow you to make cross-sport entries. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified. Check them out. Go to MyPrizePicks.com or Prize Picks in the iOS store. Use promo code 680, 680 to get a 25% match on your initial deposit. You'll also receive a free two-pick entry for a chance to win 25 bucks. All of that at MyPrizePicks.com. Prize Picks. Daily fantasy simplified. The party's in the cheap seats every afternoon from noon to three. Like oh, no. The first couple of days it was wrong. Oh, yeah, no, it was. But aw- now you guys are good. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, all right, we'll go with all right. I don't know about good, better. Uh, well, better. <laughs> we'll go with better. We'll go with better. We're going to give ourselves a uh, good solid C plus. If you keep listening, uh, yeah, C's get degrees. So. That's what look. That's what they say. And D's get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> the cheap seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the Sports X. 
The finishing move on Atlanta's alternative sports station, The Sports X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. It is me, Big John Radcliffe, and my tag team partner, Adam, the Road Dog Gillespie. What's up? Road Dog, I, don't, I haven't seen you on social media lately. You've been a little, you've been on a little silent. Have you blocked me again? I think I may have done that uh, accidentally. Uh, I don't. I like to block and unfollow certain people, and you're you one of them. And you're me? one of wow. them. And... He's talking about Caitlin Henderson, who's off camera, but he's just kind of nodding. I guess you unfollowed Olivia as well. I mean, who knows? It's just, <laughs> and people on the other side of the glass, he's unfollowed you too. Oh, definitely unfollowed some of those people in there. Why they got to be those people? Because they're black people? They got to be those people? I didn't go anywhere near that. You... Is that why you're saying those people? I don't Is just... that where we are in this relationship? We're now with those people? What do you mean, you people? I meant those what, people what? by that collection of people that are in there. That doing just so podcast. happen to be African-American individuals? No, that's what Is they that are. what that's you what mean are. by that? What do you mean, you people, Rodog? I, just... I didn't follow that white person right there. Wow. So now it's women, too? So oh, yeah. is that where I'm we're like going Saudi with Arabia. this? I'm like Saudi Arabia. Is, is that where we're going with this? It's women and black people. Who? What else you got? Don't don't push it. Don't. I I know you. You'll take it to the extreme. All right. Look. So right now, one of the things our president of the United States does is he helps create jobs. Well, we want to help people out there find jobs. And the WWE, they're doing just that. They have some job openings that are out there. And honestly, Adam, some of the openings that they have available, I'm going to read to you what the responsibilities are for some of these jobs. Tell me if you think that there's actually even someone that's there that's even possibly doing this. Currently filling that role? Yeah. Well, like the first one. They're looking for a writer. Now, some of the responsibilities of a writer for the WWE, it's to develop and implement creative storylines. Story I can't even say it without laughing. I'm sorry. To develop and implement creative storylines for broadcast and the WWE network. Collaborate with a team of road-based and home-based writers to build compelling Raw and SmackDown storylines that capture the audience and generate buzz. Constantly improving and and refining storylines. Use consumer insights and social media to develop impact storylines that are consistent with the WWE brand and each talent, skills, and history. So do they have somebody there doing that? Yes, apparently they have 30 to 40 people there doing that. Are they doing it well? That's a different question, and that's the question we probably should answer. And a lot of people right now would argue that, no, they're not. I would completely agree. And that's why I wanted to do this exercise, because we've seen it on social media where it said the WWE they're looking for. Was it writers? I can't remember correctly. It was a handful of positions um, on, I saw online recently in an ad. But, uh, and now, yeah, no, I didn't know, it wasn't a confirmed ad. It was like at WWE Careers. It yeah. didn't have a blue check mark. It didn't mark. have the blue check mark. So I, went to w- I got these from WWE.com. I went straight to the source. Just to make sure these were accurate. Uh, something else that they're looking for. The writers. Well, they need assistance. It's kind of like our bosses. They have assistance. You're, you're big time over at UGA. You have a couple of assistants and interns running around there that report to you. Well, the writers, they have assistants that support the creative writing team, as we say here on The Finishing Move, the uncreative writing team. And here's I'm going to read to you some of the responsibilities for the writer's assistant. You tell me if it sounds like this role is being filled. At all times, pay close attention to detail. Take detailed and accurate meeting notes of storylines and scripts. Execute the responsibilities in a timely fashion. Participate in note-taking with high-level creative meetings with the chairman of the company, the senior vice president, and lead writers of the creative writing team. I see you shaking your head, so you must already have an answer here. Yeah, I'm going to say no. All that all that really sounds like is an intern because you're just basically taking notes uh, from all the meetings that they have for the most part, it sounds like a lot of. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How much do these jobs pay, by the way? Does it say? Uh, it doesn't say. I maybe need to brush up my resume. Well, it says you need a minimum of, well, technically we're on TV now, so this will cover part of your uh, That's right. TV pre- experience, which, by like the TV. way, if you guys are also listening to this on 1230 AM and 106.3 FM, we actually will have this on YouTube, on our YouTube page, the 680 The Fan YouTube page, so you can actually now see my tag team partner, who he's always all over the world, but right now you have us in studio together an hour. in our Sports X Fan Cave. I'm not even going to call it the 680 Fan Cave. It's, <laughs> it's the Sports X Fan Cave. We are together. He does exist. I didn't make it up. We even have another special guest that's in here. The Hulkster has joined us. The Hulkster. He usually resides at my house. He went to spring training with us, so he's traveled around a lot too we got a couple championship belts 
on display. So you're Becky Two Belts, huh? Becky Two Belts. You're Becky Two Belts. Well, now there's also another position that's available, and I'm hoping you can help me out with this one. This title of this position is called a continuity script supervisor. Now, here's the responsibility. Now, this one they do not have. You're, you're sure of that one? I'm sure because I watched SmackDown and Raw this week. And there's no continuity and at there all. There's no continuity between Alexa Bliss being a face on Raw and then turning heel again on SmackDown. Well, well, now, let me read to you the responsibilities, and let's make sure you're accurate on this one. Because I want to be 100% sure that we're being fair to the WWE. <laughs> The key responsibilities for the continuity script supervisor maintain and oversee the weekly continuity documents for Raw and SmackDown Live in charge of proofreading all drafts of Raw, SmackDown Live and pay-per-view scripts each week will assure all major stories, graphics, transitions are being brought forward for all shows and nothing is being overlooked. Create set and communicate weekly a checklist of all shows, keeping lead writers on track for making sure they bring all the stories forward. Yeah, I, I, that <laughs> one definitely does not seem to be. I mean, Nikki Cross. Filled. I have no clue. Nikki Cross. One week she was with Alexa Bliss. The next following week she was with Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch. Now she's back with Alexa Bliss. I have no clue what she does. And someone's supposed to check on that to make sure these things don't happen. <laughs> now, in their defense, I think some of that had to do with Alexa Bliss's uh, injury, where she wasn't approved last minute for the match at Money in the Bank, and apparently now she can do wrestling. Again, as we saw on SmackDown, so I think some of that interrupted that particular storyline. Um, but and they're back together now. It seems to be, or at least this week. Who knows? Maybe who knows what will happen next week? With, uh, will be with maybe it's an every other week job. So one guy is doing the same thing every other week. So it's a part time yeah. gig. No, it's just it's every not other really week. A full time gig. So you've got to watch Raw and SmackDown just every other week, and then everything runs together smoothly. And see, maybe that's the other aspect of it. Maybe they don't have to watch Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> it doesn't seem like they do at some point. So and maybe you know what? Maybe we just solved it right there. <laughs> NXT is only one show. Once a week, one pay-per-view. Every That's, few months. Every few months. That's why their storylines are able to go <laughs> and be just so smooth. I definitely agree with that. I, <laughs> now, now, trust me, that is a, a big point that I bring up. Back in the day, when you only had four pay-per-views a year, the big four, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Correct. SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, you had a lot of time in between to build up storylines to make those matches at those pay-per-views have meaning and, and you're Not invested anymore. and you're invested in them. Now sometimes this month we got two pay per views. Correct. Uh, if you count Saudi Arabia a pay per view and we really just came off money in the bank just a and couple Stomping weeks Ground ago. will be a few weeks that's after what, this. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Try to make up with the diva uh, the ladies, excuse me. Exactly. The ladies to try and correct that as well. So, so I they have to cram a lot in there for tw- twelve plus a year that they do now. Should make that continuity super script supervisor job a little bit easier because <laughs> yeah. you know, and they but see that's just it. Even the script portion of it, which is comical to me, because a lot of the things if if you haven't checked it out, and same for you guys, we always talk about podcasts. Have you listened to John Moxley and Chris Jericho's podcast? I have. I was listening to that one, and I've heard um, also what is kind of a follow up in part to that one. John Moxley did a two parter with Wade Keller of the Pro Wrestling Torch. Uh, and I've listened to all three of them now, and boy, does uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, Christopher Good, whatever you want to call him, he gives really some take stuff it away. to WWE. Um, and something that I've said on the show, and I know you said, uh, agree with, uh, John Moxley said that the problem in WWE right now is Vince McMahon. He flat out said that uh, in the interview with um, Wade Keller. So if you want to hear stuff like that, I mean, he doesn't hold back. Uh, he, he doesn't throw people, other people under the bus, but that, I mean, that's pretty much right there under the bus. Um, Which, where, by the way, I think, I, I can't remember, I'll have to go back to check the tape on it. I can probably say for myself, I don't know if I can say for you, but you might have as well. We might actually owe Dean Ambrose an apology. Remember, we were very, very critical of him when he came out, this was after Roman Reigns came yeah, out to relinquish the title answer. and said he had leukemia again and it, it, was, it came out of remission and he put a promo together where he took a shot at Roman Reigns saying that Roman Reigns had to answer for God. It was so despicable that Ro- that Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, he didn't even want to make reference of it again in terms of what he had said when he was on Chris Jericho's podcast. He was he hated doing that bit so much, he didn't even want to make reference to it. So I will say here, I can't remember if you said it. If I was critical of you, if I was harsh in that one, I will apologize because it was a despicable thing. But if you're forced to do it and it was for the sake of your job and you're, you're the way you make a living, I won't say I agree with it, but I understand. And I, I will say I apologize for being so critical of him. 
Yeah, he, I mean, that's definitely one of those things that he was probably forced to say. In the Wade Keller interview uh, podcast, he uh, alludes to once that he, the WWE knew that he was not returning to them or going to resign with them, he said, now this was never said to him by WWE upper, upper management, management, but the, the boys in the back were saying, you better watch out what you do because if you do something that can be breach of contract where you're basically you don't go out and perform uh, in the way that they wanted to, and one of the examples that they, he brought up on Wade Keller was with the Nia Jax, uh, when it looked like they were going to start working an angle and they're doing the intergender uh, wrestling uh, that he's like, just go out there and do what they say so you don't breach your contract. That could have been another case, too. Like you said, if they're telling you to go out and say that, whether you don't want to do it or not, if you do, if you don't do it, you might be in breach of contract, and, that, and then that could have really hampered, um, put you in litigation to where maybe you aren't even able to debut at Double or Nothing uh, two weekends ago. And no, and he's exactly right. It, he even spoke of a Roman Reigns in terms of things Roman Reigns has had to do and had to say where we've, you know, obviously we the WWE universe feels like Roman Reigns has been forced down his throat. Not saying you're wrong or right, but you're right. Dean Ambrose is saying that John Moxley, that it's all not all Roman. This is all Vince. And even the way that he has had to say certain things, one that was comical to me, this goes back to when uh, Seth Rollins was WWE champion, universal champion, and he called Seth Rollins a suffering succotash sucker. And he said, he, he said, Reigns came out of the office. He looked at him and he said, what's going on? He said, they want me to say suffering succotash. Daffy son. Duck style. And Dean looked at him and said, well, at that point in time, he had had the conversation that you'd heard about and said, you have to do it. You don't want to get in trouble. You got to do it. Just make reference to it. And if you see the video of it, if you go back and look at it, when he says it, he t- uh, Roman Reigns looks at the hot camera. Boy, that was easy to say. And winks. It is a, it is a great thing that you, as much as you might not like Roman Reigns, you got to see some of his personality come yeah. through there. The Joe come out instead of the Roman, which exactly. is what they talk about uh, in some of those podcasts as well. And that sucker and succotash line came directly from Vince from McMahon. From Vince McMahon. So it's one of those things that if you haven't checked it out, like I said, we, you got me into being more of a podcast guy and following more. I was just uh, Jim Ross's, but I also became a fan of Chris Jericho's. Jim Ross's, which has changed recently. It Have has. you listened to the new one? Yes. So he's joined forces with the Podfather. Uh, Conrad Thompson, and they're doing the same thing where they go back and look at past pay-per-views or events. They just did one, and I'm, I really recommend this. I don't know if you've heard it yet, but last week, or I think we talked about this last week, where they remember the pay-per-view where Owen Hart Owen fell Hart, uh, to his blazer. death. Yeah, fell to his death. Uh, and that was um, kind of a, a very sad one for the moment that they'd have to, moments, because they go into it, where they talk about where he fell for to his death from the ceiling. Uh, that evening, and then the decision to continue on with the show, uh, what went on with that, and some of the repercussions of everything since then, and and why you I know you brought this up, why he's not in the Hall of Fame, Correct. should he be? So, uh, grilling Jr. If you're into wrestling podcasts, and you're obviously into wrestling, if you're watching or listening to this right now, or so you just we, like seeing me, it's we okay. highly suggest at least uh, grilling Jr. I mean, also if you haven't tried his barbecue sauce, this is not a paid endorsement. It's Really good. If you want to pay me, Jr., you can catch me at John Rat Four Fifty on social media. Road Dog, where can they find you on social media? Road Dog Six Eighty. Are you still there? Because I, I can't find oh, you yeah. for some There's reason. a reason you can't find me. You blocked you? me, boy. I tell you what. So, um, you know, as we get to this portion where it always comes up, the Mount Rushmore. Your mic fell, man. You, you, I, I, I don't want you to leave me because you don't have a mic. Uh, the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. You know. Um, I was listening to Ric Flair, and he actually did, boy, that spike. He actually did a uh, Mount, his own Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. And I was wondering, you know, I always like to refresh just to see. It's a good exercise to see where you stand, because who knows? Roman Reigns might be on your Mount Rushmore right about now. Well, he will not be on my Mount Rushmore. Hornswoggle might be on your Mount Rushmore. He could not reach up to my Mount Rushmore. Doink the Clown might be on your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. Not on my Mount Rushmore. Right now. So currently, now keeping in mind, a lot of people have this misconception. Quick history lesson. There's not five people on Mount Rushmore. There's four. There's four heads on Mount Rushmore. So who well, who had that misconception? There, I read articles where people named off five and six people. I was like, wait a minute, Mount uh, Rushmore okay. only four people. I guess. I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got my four, and okay. then I gave uh, Brandon when we were talking about this initially some honorable mentions. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know who these people are that are just 
expanding mountain. Maybe they know Trump will be there one day. Okay, maybe not. Look, maybe I not. don't get into politics here, so. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, we'll stick with four, and then we'll see where it lands with with Trump uh, in the future. But my two are two of the greatest uh, wrestlers of all time. And I don't, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but in my opinion, you could say 1A, 1B for these two wrestlers, and that's Hulk Hogan, standing next to us right here, uh, in my opinion, is the GOAT. Uh, And then a lot of people will argue that Ric Flair is the GOAT. Uh, and so 1A, 1B for me would be Ric Flair. Those are my first two spots, at Okay. Least. Uh, my first two spots, they're going to go Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Now, look, these are two individuals that we grew up with, that we, we loved. And honestly, they kind of helped take wrestling to that next generation. I, I mean, because before it was very uh, clean and clear, and then Stone Cold came out with beer. And it, it was and a rock talking about pie. Exactly. And strudel. So <laughs> if you're in the pie and strudel, go to a bakery. And if you're Stone Cold and you want a Steve Weiser, go have one. Those two took pro wrestling to the next level. They took it over from not to say, to say completely took it over, but they took took picked up where Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair left off and continued it on into the attitude era, into the next era of wrestling to me. And, and the reason I put them up there. You might disagree with this. ECW doesn't make it without those two going to the next level. And by that, I mean extreme rules, the language, everything that they came out with, because that's what ECW was, and that's why ECW was underground wrestling, so to speak. And then the the popularity came when the Attitude Era of the WCW of the WWE came along. So that's why I feel like I take that to that next level. Now, well, my final two are the two that you just said, okay. uh, Austin and Rock. I did not know that. Uh, that just was because answer. of the fact that, for a lot of the reasons that you just said, uh, Austin was the one who resurrected basically WWE. I wouldn't say resurrected because it's not dead, but really brought WD, uh, WWE back to fight in competition with WCW, who was winning at the ratings at the moment. And then The Rock uh, uh, was right there along beside him for a majority of that. And also because of what The Rock has done outside of the wrestling uh, in the movie business and movie industry, that has also rubbed off onto wrestling because I think the majority of people who go to movies to see Dwayne Johnson know that that is also The Rock. And that you weren't a big fan of Suburban he, Commando? <laughs> no, I am in Mr. Nanny and, and Tropic Thunder. Those were all great shows, and I'm going to bring those up in a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that goes into a little bit of this. So now I'm struggling with my final two. My last one, uh, one of the ones that's going to go up there for me, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, he when you think of, when I think of WWE and WCW, Shawn Michaels is I thought of WWE. Hulk Hogan would be up there, but Shawn Michaels was a close second. Bret the Hitman Hart was a, he ranked in there. He was one of my favorites going from the Rockers to the resiliency that he had. Um, I just I enjoyed him as a superstar, as the athlete that he was, and he didn't look like a big guy. He no, didn't no, look he wasn't like the big muscle guy. Yeah. I mean, he was built, but he wasn't the big just chiseled out of stone. It's, so that's why I put them up there. Now, I'm struggling with my final one. And so here's what we're going to do. I know that I need to figure out a fourth one. We're going to have someone join us. A special guest is going to join us, and he's going to debate with Adam Gillespie, who's going to try and sway me to select Hulk Hogan. And our special guest, he's going to try and sway me to someone else. You're listening to The Finishing Move on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 a.m. and 106.3 FM. Home team in Hamilton, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Cam Reddish, is he worth it? The Bulls are right in front of us. Cam Reddish, you're thinking they might take him. You want to trade him? Trade one of those picks, move up, make sure they don't take him, and then let them have the other pick. That, that's what I'm saying. Is he worth it? If, ah, no, 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 no. I want to hear you make that sound again. <laughs> that wasn't a yes. This is Atlanta's alternative sports station. 1230 and 106.3 FM, the Sports X. Hi, folks. This is James Laura with the law firm of Alexander Shannara and Associates. As plaintiffs' lawyers, our clients are on the offensive. Our lawyers create a legal strategy and execute it in the courtroom, similar to how an offensive coordinator and quarterback serve their offense. You need a great plan and a beast at the helm. Alexander Shannara and Associates provides both. If you've been wronged and need a lawyer, contact our firm today at 404-800-6666 or online at alexandershannaralaw.com. Alexander Shannara and Associates. We prove it. Aqua Guard. 
Whenever there is precipitation, your home's foundation could be at risk. If you notice water in your basement or crawl space, a musty smell, discolored walls, these are some of the warning signs of water issues in your home. Even more importantly, water issues could lead to potentially serious health issues for your home and family. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wonder. You can get a free evaluation of what's going on in your home right now with AquaGuard. AquaGuard Foundation Solutions, they've been in business for 23 years and they are here to help. And they use cutting-edge technology, all custom designed to permanently repair your home's specific waterproofing needs. Trust the pros at AquaGuard to do the job right the first time with a warranty you can count on. Visit AquaGuard.net to schedule your free evaluation and restore your peace of mind. Express Oil Change and Tire Engineers is your home for all your automotive care needs. Their 10-minute oil change is the best in town, and you don't have to get out of your car. Express Oil Change and Tire Engineers is also equipped to handle the most complex mechanical issues. In fact, over two-thirds of our customers say the service they received was better than the service at the dealership. We offer same-day service with no appointment necessary, free written estimates, and face-to-face personal service. To learn more and to find the Express Oil Change and Tire Engineers location near you, visit ExpressOil.com. Well, we did it. We made some incredible improvements to the infinityofgwinnett.com website. It's faster, easier to use, and now packed with even more new and certified pre-owned Infinities than ever. Oh, sure, we pushed the bandwidth limit of the Internet, but it's all there at infinityofgwinnett.com. Real-time inventory on every new Infinity, like the Q50, QX60, and QX80, current finance and lease offers, and our very best price and lowest payment. You can even have your trade appraised or schedule a service appointment, all at infinityofgwinnett.com. Now, would we rather have you here, face-to-face, at Infinity of Gwinnett? Well, sure we would. I mean, how else can we really prove what a great car buying experience you're going to have? But some people just like to start things online. And we get it. So you can start your search right now at infinityofgwinnett.com. Or come take a test drive and let us help you find the right Infinity for you at Infinity of Gwinnett, Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. And don't forget, always online at infinityofgwinnett.com. With Mark Zeno, weekday afternoons. I will argue one thing, and I hope meteorologists all over the Atlanta area are listening. You are incorrect about one thing. It is not your job to keep people safe. That is not your job. It's your job to pass along information. Stop saying it's your job to keep people safe, meteorologists. No, it's not. You sit in a cozy studio, not keeping anybody safe. You are completely free from harm because if you were anywhere near danger, you know you wouldn't be in the damn studio. Zeno is only on the X, Atlanta's alternative sports station, 1230 and 106.3 FM, the Sports X. This is The Finishing Move with the Road Dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. Talking all things wrestling on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the X. Welcome back, wrestling fans, to The Finishing Move. It's me, Big John Radcliffe, and my tag team partner, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie. Now, we... We have a special guest in with us today. Now, he's no jobber, so he has to have a proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and the millions watching around the world, I bring to you a man here from Atlanta who is so embedded in Atlanta sports that he should actually have a different name, but they gave him a proper nickname. Now, when I say Atlanta sports, I just do not mean the Falcons. I just do not mean the Hawks. I don't mean just the Braves. I do not mean just UGA. I also mean Georgia Tech. He is also a Morehouse man, something that every man wants to be and every woman wants. He is also from Decatur, Georgia, Dunwoody's own, a native wildcat. He is a man that should have a name that should be more fitting. A more fitting name should be the president of Atlanta sports. But instead, they gave him a great nickname. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you home team Brandon Leak, one half of the home team in Hamilton show that you can hear right here on the SportsX, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., to noon every day. Home team, how are you? I am just magnificent after that intro. Thank you, Big John. Thank you, Road Dog. And to you millions and millions of fans around the world, from Macon to Malaysia, I want to say I am thankful to be here. And to quote my man, Ralph from Ben Hill, I'm Atlanta born, I'm Atlanta bred, and when I die, I'm Atlanta dead. And we're going to get to the bottom of something that needs to be addressed today here on The Finishing Move. That's right. And we have to give you a proper intro because in wrestling, 
you know, when they get to the ring and they have those jobbers, they just you they come back from commercial break and no, there's just a guy in the, in the ring. Yes. In the ring. Just a guy standing in the ring. You don't know who he is. He takes his shirt off. Two minutes later, the match is over. <laughs> That's not how we roll here when we have family in here. Because I'm struggling. I, we put together on Mount Rushmore. I got one more place, but I got two people that deserve to be there. And, and, and I need you guys to help me. Now, Adam... He's wearing his Hulkamania shirt. He's bought Hulk Hogan in here. And he bought in Hulk Hogan not in the black and white. He bought him in in the red and yellow. But now there's someone else that you feel like should be up there, and I'm hoping you can help sway me because I might even agree with you on who do you have that you think should be up there on my Mount Rushmore? Well, I was surprised that, uh, and I thank you for the opportunity once again, that uh, we were even talking about this because there is only one man who should be on there and I'm surprised he wasn't first, second, third, and fourth. He's the nature boy, Ric Flair. This is a man who started wrestling back in 1972. This is a man who was an icon. This is a man who through the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s still has relevancy, not only in the world of professional wrestling, but outside the squared circle and the lives of men in their 50s, their 40s, their 30s, their 20s, and even their children who are younger than that. Well, we are going to start the finishing move debate. Now, home team has already gotten to start, and he's just, he came out with a blow that is, you're almost going to get a three count on here, Gillespie. But, Adam, we're going to start with you, because now you're, you're, you're pulling for the Hulkster. Look at this guy. That's my man. I've been critical of the Hulkster, but I'm not taking him out of this for personal reasons. I'm putting those aside. Adam, why should I put the Hulkster on Mount Rushmore? I'm going to give you two minutes. What you got? I'm going to tell you right now, multi-generational, multi-decade, that is Hulk Hogan. And not just mediocre in some of those decades. He was the top man in those decades, not just in wrestling, but all of prof- or WWE, but all of professional wrestling. Hulk Hogan was the man in eight, the 80s that made wrestling what it was or what it is today. At WrestleMania three, when he slammed Andre the Giant, the slam heard round the world. He then reinvented himself and became out, turned heel, went went NWO in the 90s again, took WCW from losing in the ratings to WWE, propelled them to 83 straight weeks of winning in the ratings in the WWE. He transcends wrestling. He was the first and I believe the only wrestler ever to be on the front cover of Sports Illustrated back in the 80s. He has been in TV shows, Tropic Thunder, which was a great show, by the way, on TNT. Mr. Nanny, Suburban Commando, something we mentioned earlier. He transcends the world of just wrestling. He is in pop culture. And so is Ric Flair. I'm not debating that Ric Flair shouldn't be on a Mount Rushmore. I'm just saying, when you say GOAT, this is the man that deserves that title. I have to disagree, Big John and, and Road Dog. When you talk about the NWO, yes, that's a stable. That is a stable of heels. That is one of the all-time great stables that you're going to remember. Who doesn't like a good heel and a bunch of them to go with it? You know what this is? This is four for the four horsemen. Where do you think all of that came from? If there was no Ric Flair, if there was no Arn Anderson, if there was no Tully Blanchard, if there was no Ole Anderson, where do you think the idea would come for an NWO or a Hollywood Hogan. This man was a heel for more than 40 years. And to this day, even outside of the ring, you go to a football stadium, an NBA arena, and you say the magic words, woo, you know who you're talking about. What is his legendary go-to move. Well, he's, you're looking at it right here, ripping that shirt off. Let me test and it. I will gladly. Let me test it. Is that, that's, that's paid out of paper, right? Paper champion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The man oh, who wore the gold, the, the, the gold who won it in the ring, whose children became icons and became very important wrestlers. The man who still to this day at 70 years old is on a beach and his woman struts around in a two-piece bikini like he told you he would have it 40 years ago. There is only one man who has place on this last spot for the Mount Rushmore, and that is the nature boy, Ric Flair. You're wrong. Road Dog. I got to give you 30 seconds for that rebuttal. I'm going to tell you, you want to talk about a wife. Hulk Hogan's wife is about 30 years younger than him, and you want to talk about strutting around on a bikini on the beach? All right, they, they we're right there at the same level for that. And his wife, 
is very attractive and windy. Very nice, uh, very nice lady. Shout Met out her, to Fifi the maid. Fifi the maid, aka wonderful is a, a beautiful lady. She's kept in shape. Good for Ric Flair, but man, a wife thirty years younger than him, strutting around Tampa Bay on the beach. I'm gonna tell you what. Eric Bischoff said it best on his podcast with Conrad Thompson. WCLWs couldn't do any sales, merchandise, until Hulk Hogan got there. So as Hulk Hogan again made the difference in wrestling. He's the one that sold the T-shirts. Not Ric Flair. There's a reason. That didn't put a smile on my face, but this would. Whether you like it or you don't like it, you learn to love it. Because uh, Ric Flair, the nature boy, is the best thing going today. Woo. Wow. Well, you both make very strong points. And I think I finally made my decision. I'm going to go with the Rolex wearing, jet plane flying, space mountain having, and he's having a hard time keeping those gators down. Because the thing that told me on it is Ric Flair has not only been great, his family, his daughter. That means he has produced greatness. His seed. Uh, He produces champions. He produced greatness. I, I have to go with Ric Flair from a fourth and final spot on Mount Rushmore. Well, it's good to be wrong. Everybody does it every it's now no and brainer, then. Big Hulk John. Hogan is an honorable mention, but Propped Ric Flair like that, uh, is going to be there. He, was, he carried this big gold belt more than just about anybody else that has ever walked on this earth. Home Team Brandon Leak, I thank you so much for joining us. You can catch Home Team here on the finish on the finishing move, excuse me, on SportsX Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon. The man is so great in Atlanta sports. They could not put him with just an ordinary Joe. Oh, absolutely not. They put him with a Joe whose name is on a building. How many people do you know that legally have their names on buildings? Adam has friends. They graffiti it on buildings. Home team works with a man. It is actually engraved into the building. That is the College Football Hall of Famer, Joe Hamilton. That's how deep he runs in sports here. Also, you guys can tune into us on YouTube more often because we're going to do a pre-show. This is going to become a regular thing for Adam and I, where we are going to have pre-shows where we're going to start watching pay-per-views with you guys. You can follow us on on social media, John Rad 450 Road Dog 680 You can also now go back. It's finally happened. Road Dog, you we spoke it, it into existence, my man. You got it done. The podcast will now happen on the Sports X. Right. We will have every show archived as well as we've said. An hour is just not enough for us to get it all done. So we're going to go longer some days. We're going to take it from the airwaves. We're going to put it on a podcast. Road Dog might cuss. So please don't let your kids listen. He's like that guy. Yeah. He, he says words that black <laughs> folks don't like. Yeah, you want to go there. Wow. You've been listening to The Finishing Move. We thank you guys for joining us every single week. You can keep up with us more and more. For my tag team partner, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie. For our special guest, home team Brandon Lee. For Caitlin and Olivia, thank you guys for everything that you guys did. We will talk to you next week. And keep in mind that I am still one of the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I'm just stuck with this guy.